1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. What a terrific Thursday afternoon. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show. and at the sports leader, TSN 1260. I'm coming to you live from the Velvet Dungeon. As uh, always, Connor Halley back at uh, TSN headquarters and oh mama is there gonna be a lot to talk about on the uh, show today in case you're wondering about the alex petrangelo hearing uh, i'm told uh, the hearing will be coming up in about an hour from now uh, vegas was flying back home that they, they stepped they stayed over in edmonton last night due to the late game and uh, flew home so that by the time he gets home unpacked everything then he'll have his hearing around 5 p.m eastern three o'clock mountain then it's likely an hour, hour and a half for them to, to make the decision. So I would guess somewhere between 4.30 and 6 o'clock today is when uh, we will have an announcement. I, uh, Captain Obvious, he's getting a game. It's a no-brainer he's getting a game. The question is, does the NHL have the guts to do more than one game? Because I'm sorry. And I know people, oh, dry settle's not hurt. I have long said, I don't care. You don't suspend based on the result. So if you run a guy from behind into the end boards and he's luckily not hurt, oh, no problem. But if you trip someone and he crashes into the end boards and he's out six weeks, well, that guy should get a longer suspension. No, it's idiotic. It should be based on the action. And Alex Petrangelo, honestly, I was racking my brain. I'm going through. I'm Googling it. When was the last time we saw a player do what he did? When you look at the score of the game, the time of the game, who the player was, where he was on the ice, he had backhanded the puck away, then took three strides, and then Petro comes across, has a stick well above his head, comes all the way down, it's like, you ever been at the carnival? Right? You're sitting there and you're on a date maybe. You're like, oh, jeez, i got to win a big stuffed animal here. I'm going to take the sledgehammer right above my head and whack down and see how if you can get the, to ring the bell. That's how far his stick was up. It wasn't like he's skating beside and he's just like, ooh, a quick little flick of the wrist. No, no, no. He came all the way over the shoulder down. Why? Because he was essentially having a temper tantrum because he'd been hit hard in the game? Seriously, the only player in the second round who is being hit more is Miro heiskinen forty-two hits. Petrangelo and Zach Whitecloud, forty. I, like I like I went through it. I was you know Adam Graves, uh, well, you know P, Donald Brashear. No, I'm sorry, it's di- different situation. Right, Adam Graves now is on Merrill Lemieux. Last I checked, Lemieux's a pretty skilled player. Leon Dreissel is a pretty skilled player. Adam Gray's with a 50 goal score. So I don't care who Alex Patrangelo is. It doesn't matter to me. I've said that all along. So to me, it should be a multi-game suspension. But it's the, like I will be, I will be pleasantly surprised if he gets two games. I think it's going to be one. And people out while well, Nurse got, yeah, but Nurse's suspension's irrelevant. And if you just join us, Darnell Nurse, uh, they upheld his suspension. It's an automatic suspension when you have an instigator penalty in the, in the last five minutes of the game. Now, Mark Stone admitted after the game that Haig asked Nurse to fight off the faceoff. So it's, what, 15 seconds later, Nurse comes in. Watch Haig. Haig sees Nurse. He knows what's happening here. And they fight. By the rule of the law, if you get an instigator, the ref decides it's an instigator, then you're out. Okay. Fine. So if you want to adhere to the rule book by the law, then how can this not be a two-game suspension? Minimum. How can it not be? Tell me how that's only worthy of one game. So if you're going to adhere by the rule law, which I'm fine, that's why you have a rule book. If you want to say, okay, Darnell Nurse, keep in mind, instigator rule is discretionary. Right now, they did obviously review it; they have a chance to review it, and they said no. Still, instigator. Okay, you don't have to like it, but fine. Based on the rule book, it's pretty clear. If you get one, that's a suspension. Okay, move on. When you have those type, Dale Hunter, not a slash, like those guys got severe long-term suspensions, right? We've seen headshot suspensions. So if Adam Gray's is the last comparable and he got four, how does Petrangelo only get one? Makes no sense to me. Because w- when, I, when I watch that, hey, Gregor, I'm hearing Petrangelo only has a fine. Well, no, you're hearing nothing. You're making up stuff because the hearing actually hasn't even occurred. Stop it, right? Where do you hear these magical things? From some bot on Twitter, you haven't heard anything. The hearing hasn't even happened. Okay, so number one, so don't don't spread falsehoods. Now, I just look at it. If if you want to abide by the rule book, no problem, no problem. I don't have to like all the rules, but that's a rule book. Okay, great. Alex Petri, find a comparable that says that should only be one game in the NHL. Now, it's easy. The easy decision is one game. It's an easy decision. Uh, He gets one game. Their top defenseman's out. Darnell Nurse. But it shouldn't matter what Darnell Nurse did. Darnell Nurse has nothing to do with Petrilo's actions. Nothing. They're two separate things. And Nurse's actions were based on an already existing rule that says, clear as mud, if you get this, you're done. Okay. So how should that have any relevance? But guess what? It's the NHL player safety. Oh, this is the playoffs. Did you know that game five in the playoffs matters more than game one? Does it, though? If you don't win game one or two, you don't get to game five. Right? You know what I mean? Like, it's every win is the same. You need four wins. Does it matter that they come in games one, two, three, and four? Well, geez, we've got to win in game five. Well, that's way more important. No, it isn't. You need four wins. It doesn't matter which game you get them in. So the theory that, well, it's later in the playoffs and we can't suspend them more now. Why? That makes no sense to me. Like, that is such a horse bleep, chicken bleep play by Petrangelo. There's no reason to do it other than you had a little temper tantrum. And I'm sorry, temper tantrum doesn't give you the right to be an idiot. A one-game suspension will be laughable for this. But right now, that's what I'd prepare order fans for. I hope I'm wrong. But this one, to me, has one game written all over it. The truth is, Darnell Nurse's actions should have zero to do with it. So let's say Nurse and Hag hadn't fought. Would you be happy with one game? No, I don't think so. That's not a one-game suspension. Not at all. So, uh, the orders though, uh, quite the game. The orders had a game plan and they executed it from the opening faceoff right through the end of the game. They were physical. Look how many hard hits they had on Vegas. At uh, the Edmonton orders, did you know that in the second round of the NHL playoffs, the Edmonton orders in their series against Vegas, they have 175 hits. Vegas has 123. The orders have delivered 52 more hits. As I mentioned, in the second round, White Cloud and Petrangelo, the only guy who's been hit more than them is Miro Heiskinen. And the Seattle Kraken, they have the second most hits in the second round with 162. It goes Edmonton, 175. Seattle, 162. Carolina has 137. Toronto and Florida, talk about even, they each have 136. New Jersey has 130. And then Dallas has 95. Seattle's had a game plan to punish as much as they can Miro School. Now, obviously, you know, the biggest punishment came from an errant slap shot that hit him in the face. But now he does play a lot of minutes. So you're on the ice more, you can get a hit a little bit more. Sure. Fair. But Edmonton has said, we want to punish Vegas. And they hit him all over the ice. Look how many big hits they had. And, and the interesting thing is, if you look at Dry Settles hit him hard this series. McDavid's hit him hard. Kane's hit him hard. I mean, did you see Clem Cost and guys go to hit him? He's crushing them. Edmonton is a big physical team. And that's how they want to play against Vegas. Like Vegas isn't is no shrinking violets. But the owners have fifty two more hits. And each team, and so don't tell me, well, it's because Vegas has outplayed him. No. Each team has had two decisive wins in the series. I'd say it's basically even. But Edmonton has clearly has a game plan. They want to be more physical. And it showed last night. You can't tell me that Petrangelo slash was nothing more than frustration. And I don't care if Drysuttles chirping him. Like if if you have to react like that because someone's chirping you in pro sports, you got to get thicker skin. All right. but Pet the NHL cannot allow full on over your shoulder come down slash a guy. Don't give me the BS. Will subtle's not hurt? Why does that matter? Why? So you're saying, hey guys, feel free to run guys over. No pro, you know, take a headshot because he might not get hurt. Maybe this guy's got a thicker chin. Go right ahead. No, it should not happen. Shouldn't happen at all. So we will find out. Uh, likely before the end of the show. Hey, guys, do the orders have the right to appeal nurses' uh, one-game suspension? Uh, my understanding in, in conversation was no, because in the rule book, it's automatic. Now, you don't have a chance to appeal it because it's written right in there. It's not like a judgment call one. They looked at it, and had they could have rescinded it, which is essentially the appeal part. They didn't rescind it. It's done. So uh, Darnell Nurse... Uh, went on. And it's too bad, because I would argue last night might have been Darnell Nurse's best NHL game. Might have been his best game. Darnell Nurse was the oldest best player last night. He was unreal. Stuart Skinner, without even asking Stuart Skinner, brought him up and said, hey, Nurse's play on the penalty kill is the reason we were perfect. Five on five. Go back and watch that game. See how many times Nurse broke up plays. He used his skating ability. used his size, his strength. Chipped in with an assist. Played 23 minutes and was excellent now the question will be you know could he have fought him off the face off would it have been an instigator probably not like that's we don't see instigators called very often anymore and if a guy's asking you to fight 10 15 seconds earlier, does it fall in? And Mark Stone, by the way, Vegas players were the first ones who brought this up after the game last night. Stone said, Hague asked him to fight right off the face-off. Darnell Nurse says, yeah, Hag had asked me to fight a few times. It's somewhat cloudy because of it. Hey, Gregor, they're not being hurt. Belief is the same as drinking and driving and getting caught and saying you shouldn't get charged because you never hurt or damaged anyone. Exactly. Right? You drank or drove. It's illegal. You lose your license. You don't lose your license just because you injured someone. No, you lose your license because you got caught. Right? It's not what you're supposed to do. Alex Petroangelo, you can be the biggest Vegas fan ever. There is no way you can look at that play and say, ah, shouldn't be a suspension. No chance, none. I like he probably got lucky that he didn't get a match penalty, which is four and ten to injure, because that's clearly what it looked like. But uh, either way, when I look at the orders game last night. It's it's a little infuriating, I would think, for both teams, how it can be complete opposites. Like they're the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde. The orders, game one, meh, Vegas really good. Game two, orders dominate. Game three, Vegas dominates. Game four, Edmonton dominates. Like at what point will it uh will we see something different where both game both teams show up? Now Oiler fans probably like, I don't care if Vegas shows up as long as Edmonton shows up. And I totally understand that. But you have to think at some point there won't be utter domination in this series. And and let's be honest, at some point Edmonton has to put together two consecutive good games. Otherwise, this pattern means they'll lose four games to three if it goes every other day. So, uh, uh, we will see how it goes. Uh, I'll say this, though. The rivalry between Vegas and Edmonton, baby, that's what the playoffs does. Think about next year's regular season. Because the Orders, you know, they're they're not going to do anything if Petrangelo is only gone one game and is back in in game six. They're not going to do anything. Because if they're winning the series, they don't want to do something stupid with two minutes left in the game and then be out for the next round. Not going to happen. This is one you put in your memory bank, and this is just, like, like, look at... And I don't even know if it was... It might have been in the back of McDavid's mind when he ran Mickey Anderson. Took him a few games. It wasn't right away. I remember Dave Semenko saying that once on the show. He goes, I have a long memory. I might not get you next game. I might not get you the game after that, but I will get you eventually. And I think that's going to be a factor now between Edmonton and Vegas. And you know what? When you have 82 regular season games... You need something to fire up the emotion a little bit. And that's why like Vegas and Edmonton, they've had entertaining games in the past. There wasn't a lot of animosity. There wasn't really a player on Vegas that order fans really hated. Right? Matthew Kachuk brought it out in the Battle of Alberta. I think Anderson brought it out in the LA Edmonton games. And now petro Angelo, trust me, it'll be there. So that's the only positive that comes from that action. The only positive. Is that it, it? Just it's ratcheting up the uh, the animosity between the two teams, and it's fantastic. The two pretty evenly matched teams, so separated by two points in regular season. They're two two now. It's a best of three. It's gonna be awesome. Hey, Gregor, Gordy Howard, a long memory. He always got his guy back eventually from Fat Dad. <laughs> Good example. Good example. Coming up on the uh, show today we got uh, we got lots to discuss. Lots to discuss. Um, Gazzola will be by. Uh, we'll hear from uh, Bill LaForge, the uh, GM of the Seattle Thunderbirds, as the WHL final gets set, Seattle and the Winnipeg Ice. Rashog, uh will go out to Seattle, talk a little Kraken and Stars. That's also a best of three. Uh, Livingston will talk some racing. Kevin Lowe will be by. He had a few uh, stick-swinging moments in his career. We'll uh, talk about that and also... We're about, uh, th- just a month away. Basically, uh, yeah, four weeks from tomorrow that, uh, Kevin Lowe is going to get roasted for, uh, Kids Sport. And, uh, I can tell you, uh, from the previous roasts, it's, uh, it is not Kids Glove. It is, it is R rated. There'll be lots of really good chirps. Terry Ryan's coming in for it. We have, uh, Kathleen McGee, who, uh, obviously has ripped struds apart many times, which is fantastic. Uh, Kent Tilly. Slowest speaking comedian of all time, but really funny. Craig McTavish. Now, remember Mac T's speech when, uh, you know, they're giving uh, Lo his honor of the number four in the rafters and had a few pot shots? Well, now imagine where there's a few beers and Mac T can just go all out. He's quite looking forward to it in my conversations with Craig about it. So we'll talk to uh, Kevin about that. Uh, the, the joy of the playoffs. Struds will be by. You can always get involved. You can text us at ten twelve sixty. We'll hear from uh, Leon Dreisaitl, uh Darnell Nurse, and more on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Two twenty four Edmonton Sports Theater, TSN twelve sixty. Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you Thursday afternoon. Oh man, it's you know what? This is why the playoffs are so awesome. The emotions get heightened. It was physical. You know what the, and by the way, we didn't even talk about what a tilt that was between Hag and Nurse. right? got uh, throwing some punches, none of them really landing early on. And then uh, Nurse battles back, lands a few bombs, including a pretty big uppercut. That one cut him. Uh, you saw Haig leaking a little bit. And then Hague comes back again. Oh, man, we don't see slobber knockers like that very often. Two big guys just chucking. Oh, yeah, call me old school fossil. I don't care. I like to see it every now and then. I have no problem with it. Well, I will take that over the gutless Petrangelo using his stick like an axe. Give me a break. Give me an absolute break. If he doesn't get two games for that, it's a joke. Just, just be, Think about the message you're sending for that. That's all I'll say. Let's get to the Chronicles now. Brought to you by Action Electrical. Family-run uh, business with multiple locations uh, around an area. They have it expanded, and uh, now they can cover the entire province. You know, any uh, electrical need, any solar needs done, go to ActionElectrical.net. As uh, Tom Gazzola joins us uh, once again. Uh, Tommy, a spirited game. Uh, you know, the orders, hey, they dominate. Let's start there and just really... I, the most impressed I was last night about the Orders was after their goals they scored. The next few shifts, they completely dominated, and that wasn't the case in uh, in Games 1 and 3.
0: Areas that they wanted to improve on, they did. And the result was there. They had the jump right from the get-go. They were physical, uh, obviously, and it resulted in the brouhaha that we saw at the end. And, uh, Gregs, they did a lot of good things. We questioned their 5-on-5 play of this series. Guess what? They score uh, three five-on-five five goals last night, and I thought they were all over the Golden Knights. And they were the team, you know, pushing the pace. They were the team dictating the physical play. They were setting the terms of the game. And we kind of thought, you know, talking to the players the last couple of days and kind of gauging their mindset and their demeanor, that uh, this would be a team that wasn't going to take any. Uh, BS and they certainly didn't and then they went out there and they lit the lamp and they took it to the Golden Knights it was very reminiscent of game number two now can they back this up with another uh, really strong performance in a tougher building to play in certainly for the Oilers uh, Connor McDavid said it somebody's got to win two in a row and you know he wants it to be them so that was a, a complete effort I thoroughly enjoyed it highly entertaining game and uh, now we just wait for the final chip to fall from last night's uh, skirmishes and uh, the cheap play by Petragelo. Gregs, I-, I want to believe that the NHL does the right thing, Department of Player Safety, and and hands him a multi-game suspension, but like I said on the post-game show last night, I don't have a lot of faith in George Paros and his department doing the right thing. The... Uh...
1: Like it was so just kind of as I was watching, I was like, "What did he just do?" Like you right. just you don't see that very often. That's why I, I think it's clearly worthy of a, of a multiple game suspension. I'm with you. I think it's only going to be one, and you move on. It'll be one for one. So the bigger question for me is the uh, the defense parents for Game Five for the Edmonton Orders. Um, Broberg's obviously coming in, but uh, you have Kulak Ekholm, home and uh, Broberg. Like Brett Kulak in Game Six against L.A. last year, he was unreal. And like I think Brett Kulak's the guy who's going to get the significant bump in minutes.
0: Yeah, uh, well Brett Kulak's been rock solid this entire playoff, and maybe we see uh, a focus on on obviously veteran laden minutes. And then, uh, I, you know what? I'll give DeHarnay credit too because he was really he simplified his game and he was solid last night among many. He was really really good. So. Uh, maybe we see a little sprinkle of Broberg here and there. Maybe they limit his minutes, and if they feel they could trust De Harnay and bump up Kulak a little bit more, then maybe they go heavy on the f- the other five guys and then a little bit of Broberg here and there. So that's going to put a lot more onus on Ekholm. That's going to put more onus on Bouchard, certainly CeCe, and then Kulak. And then uh, maybe if they feel Deharnay can can handle more of a load. They give him some more, and then uh, maybe it's a feeling out process with Philip Broberg. But you know, Broberg at times has looked okay in, in these playoffs, but he hasn't played a ton. Um, and we'll see if, if the Golden Knights you know, focus in on Deharnay and Broberg when they are out there. If they ever get out there together, I would think that uh, those are the two guys that the Golden Knights will try to attack the most.
1: The uh, the four lines seem to work for Edmonton. Um, You know what, uh, Nick Bukestad, another big goal by the Oilers Depth guys to to get it going. And uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, we talked about it. uh, You saw the reaction. Hey, uh, players will say, oh, you know what, I'm playing well, because that's what they have to say. But it was clearly weighing on Nugent Hopkins. It was obvious. And Mm -hmm. I do wonder if that goal uh, just kind of gets him going. And we see his shot like it was in the regular season.
0: Yeah. Uh, took him 10 games, but he finally got that one. The reaction, uh, the relief on his face, the way he celebrated that goal, the way his teammates celebrated along with him, I think was the perfect tell. And, and you know, Matty Cassidy and I looked at each other. We're like, that's just a huge weight off his back that he finally got that one. And so good, good. He was moving his feet. Things that we talked about all playoff long with him. And he started doing it again. And that, that might go a long way in helping him to start to help turn the tide uh, for this team. When you talk about the depth, breaks, I was curious to see how Matthias Janmark would play coming back from another injury in, in these playoffs, and I thought he was rock solid when he was out there. He played 12 minutes, uh, he was plus one, that's great, he had a hit, he had a block shot, but I thought he was on the right side of the puck as per usual. Uh, I thought he was unafraid to get into the tougher areas. I thought he was just smart and sound and brought all those intangibles that a good veteran does. And so I thought that that helped bring balance. And him and Bugstad, uh they got that first goal of the game for the team. And, and really, uh, I, you know, they've been good. The depth in general has been good. And Janmark, I thought, played a very... Uh, vital role when he was out there in helping to solidify the forward unit, and that's a really, really good sign. Cost in Greg's, I mean, blocking shots with his hand, uh, getting physical, chipping in offensively on that Bugstad goal. There was so much to like about the Oilers game, and those guys deserve a little bit of credit as well.
1: Tom Gazzola joins us to the the SportsCenter TSN 1260. You know, it's funny. People want a Deharnay benched and because, you know, hey, after game one, he struggled, but games two, three, and four, he hasn't been on the ice for a goal against Deharnay's played really well for the last three games. Like, so, um, I'll, you know, I'll be curious if, you know, they, like what the pairings are going to be. I, I think, you know, the Ekholm Bouchard pairing is going to play a lot for sure, mm-hmm. but. I think you might see a little bit of mixing and matching at certain times between the other two pairs. Like, you might have Broberg with CeCe for a bit, Kulak with DeHarnay, Then you might have Kulak and CeCe at certain times. So I'm going to be very curious to see how Dave Manson deploys his defense in Game 5.
0: Yeah, and and listen, the Oilers have tap dance with their forwards, switching things up in game. Uh, Woodcroft, we know, is, is... prone to doing that and then I think we've seen it a little bit at times with Dave Madsen too I think we talked about a little bit last season in the playoffs too Um, so I I don't know if this is it I really don't feel like it's anything new for the Oilers on the back end and if if DeJarney finds himself in a groove like his game is is where it needs to be and he's he's confident in himself and then the coaching staff reciprocates that with the ice time then good and you know we'll it'll be Touch and go, obviously. If I'm to get another early lead in this series, like they've done, um, I think that'll go a long way in determining whether or not we see a lot of DeHarnay if we see more Broberg. But if not, if it's a tight game, those minutes are going to be pulled back. But uh, certainly Broberg will be the first guy to get limited minutes. But depending on how DeHarnay handles it, and that might be the... That might be the linchpin of this game, Gregs. is how is Vinny DeHarnay performing? How is he defending? How is he helping out the other uh, regulars on the Oilers' blue line in Game 5? And and that's going to be a key if this team, without Darnell Nurse, uh, wants to take a, a lead back to Edmonton for Game 6.
1: Well, it's going to be, you know what, hey, this series just got a whole lot spicier. And you know what, the series needs it. I wonder, is Friday the game where we, we see you know a, a more even game or does the domination uh continue i felt like edmonton when they've played their game has been you know like more convincing in their victories over vegas and mm-hmm. and that's why i think edmonton obviously losing darnell nurse because he was their best player last night losing darnell nurse for game five is, is brutal for them I right? obviously vegas is losing petriangelo for at least a game we'll see if it's more but he's out for at least a game um you know and that's a big blow and I'm going to be curious to see how it affects their defense pairing. So game five, just from a strategic standpoint, Tommy, um, obviously it's hugely important when you look at the history of, of seven-game series. But it's also one now that both teams are going to have to adjust their D pairs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they will. And, and this is a, a good – listen, Darnell Nurse is an important defenseman for the Oilers. Uh, contract aside, spotty play at times this year, not always um, – but Alex Petrangelo is the stud number one, legit number one blue liner on the Golden Knights defense. So even if it's one game apiece, I think that's a better trade-off for the Oilers. Uh, there are some very good players on, on the Golden Knights that can help fill the gap in, in Alec Martinez. Shea Theodore is banged up, Greggs, but uh, he's, he's obviously an excellent defenseman. And uh, some other guys are going to have to step up as well. But they do have a really solid back end that can... Uh, fill the gap, and and both defenses are going to be tested. Another thing, too, is I want to see if the Oilers continue to play physical and try to wear down the Golden Knights and, and key in on some injuries. Uh, we talked about the- Theodore being a bit banged up. Uh, you know, Mark Stone. He, he, I think he took a shot to the face uh, when he got cross-checked in the back. From uh, Yamamoto went down. I think he hit his face, and he was. I thought he was wincing because of his back in that play, but it was actually Cast told me he's like, no, no, he fell on his face, but uh, he should be fine. But at some point, like all these these hits and the bumps and bruises and. And all that, uh, there was some, uh, Zach Whitecloud took some big hits yesterday. There were some reverse hits from Leon Dreisaitl. I wonder if that is starting to wear on the Golden Knights, especially their blue liners. And, and the Oilers continue the uh, physical assault on them. How much of an impact will that have in game number five? Oh, I, well, I, I
1: think we saw the impact of it in game four. Right, Uh Alex Pantrangelo having a temper tantrum because he didn't like being hit. That's pretty obvious. There's there's nothing else you can tell me is the reason what led up to that play by him. Um Stuart Skinner, uh, you know, a solid game. What I, I felt he was tested more last night than he was in Game Two, and uh, he came up with some key stops.
0: Yep, and he was good at handling his rebounds. Uh, the glove hand was looking good. Uh, just confident, poised uh the one instance though while well, he took that penalty the the trapezoid penalty listen so that's a conversation for the uh, another day i don't like the trapezoid I've said it a few times but it's
1: a penalty man you can't debate it it is it. a, it's a, penalty. a clear penalty yes
0: yes and then he had what i was leading up to was that other pass he made right into the middle to leon Dreisettle when the net was wide open and it was kind of a hot pass and drysettle had to take it back through the crease uh those were the the now that we can laugh about it after the game's over those were the funny incidents but when Things needed to be taken care of in terms of making the stops. He was there, and then the defense in front of him did a good job of clearing pucks, and any rebounds that were out there, uh, that was uh, handled very well. So Skinner, a great bounce-back performance. I I thought he got left hung out to dry in game number three, uh, Gregs anyway, and Cass and I were discussing that as well. Both games that the team have lost, he's been hung out to dry. So um, I thought what we saw yesterday was a young guy show a lot of poise, and uh, let's see if that continues on into Game
1: 5-2. And um, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, Tom, is it a sliver of hope or just delaying the inevitable?
0: Uh, Danae, <laughs> delaying the inevitable, <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. Uh, good for them. They gutted out a win. And uh, Paul Maurice was hilarious at his press conference after, uh, kind of needling the uh, Toronto media. But uh, I think that this series, and and Matthew Kachuk was right, there is no pressure on the Florida Panthers right now. It's all on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, You know, they live to fight another day, but I I think Florida is starting to build this momentum up, and I'm starting to look at them and go, boy, they might be scarier than initially anticipated, especially if Bobrovsky continues to play the way that he has, and uh, I I think we're going to be talking about the Maple Leafs uh, probably being on the outs right away here, but You know what? They live to fight another day, and uh, they are Canada's team, which I say in jest, but uh, we're stuck listening to everything Maple Leafs just because that's the nature of uh, Canadian uh, sports media.
1: Ah, some national ones. I wouldn't say all Canadian
0: sports media.
1: Come on, Tommy. Let's be real. (laughs) Uh, Tommy, have yourself a good one. We'll chat with you tomorrow. Sounds good, Greg. See you tomorrow. Oh, that's uh, Tom Only Chronicles brought to you by Action. Electrical. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to hear from Leon Dreisaitl next on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 245. I'm the Sports Theater TSN 1260. Gregor, why isn't Pat Trangelo's hearing already done? Uh, well, again, uh, Vegas flew home today. They landed at Vegas time around uh, 1251 Vegas time. So then you know, that's land. You know, you get unpacked and you drive wherever. They probably got to drive him to the rink, wherever he's going to do his hearing at. Um, And so I was told the hearing is scheduled for around 3 o'clock Edmonton time, which is 2 p.m. Vegas. So from the time he lands, that gives him an hour and, and 10 minutes, right? Because obviously they would talk about things on the plane, you know, whatever excuse. Oh, like I would love to know what the defense, if any, will be for Angelo. Well, I was just stretching, you know. I, was re- I thought the puck, maybe I could knock it down with my stick. <laughs> like, honestly, how – How do you defend your actions in that one? And, like I said many times to me, uh, a one-game suspension is the lazy, easy answer. There should be a multiple-game suspension in my books. I I don't see any way uh, it shouldn't be. Let's get to and and by people stop falling for fake accounts on Twitter. For goodness sakes, don't blame anybody else. Blame yourself. Click on the account. Oh, they have eight followers. It's not a real account. Okay. NHL player safety has not sent out any tweet because there has not been a meeting yet. Let's get to the oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. They have it in stock. The new XC60 plug-in hybrid. Oh, it's glorious. 455 horsepower. Great mileage, and you get seventy five kilometers of pure electric ride at Volvo Uh the Emmonton orders. hundred and seventy five hits in the second round series against Vegas. Vegas has hundred and twenty three, so uh fifty two more. That's the it's the only, actually, Seattle has 167 more hits than Dallas. They have 162. Dallas only has 95 hits, the fewest of any team in the uh, second round so far. Miro Heiskinen has been targeted the most. He's received 42 hits. Then White Cloud and Petrangelo are next. Second and third. Uh, orders have definitely honed in on the two right shot. It's interesting. Those two are right shot defensemen. C.C. and Bouchard have been hit way more for the Orders. i got to look into, why are the right D-men getting hit so much more in this series? It's something I want to look into because I found it uh, uh, rather interesting. Uh, nonetheless, and then even Haig, who's been playing right defense at times, so we'll see. But anyway, um here's Leon Drysaddle on the game plan of the Orders to be physical.
2: Our identity as a team—you um, know—we like we like the physical side of it, and we got a lot of guys that enjoy that part of the game, and um, we're going to continue doing that.
1: Was your arm? That was a pretty, pretty ugly, ugly slash.
2: Yeah, it was. It was ugly. Um, see what happens, but um, it's all right.
1: When that so. happened? Were
0: you thinking? What the heck? Where did that come from?
2: Yeah, I think everyone is um, where everyone did. Um, you know, that's a really, really dangerous. Uh, dangerous slash you know um i think those are things that have nothing to do with hockey or the game um you know you can seriously seriously injure someone with with a slash like that and um yeah i'm sure the league will will take a look at it
1: Play like that just seems to heighten up what's already been an intense series and and obviously you have to be smart you can't like you can't let your emotions get the best of you, like he did in that moment how crucial is it moving forward to know that this is going to be heightened emotion but to to not cross the line
2: yeah, it's not. It's not in my hands. No, I'm going to continue to play hard. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to do anything stupid about it. Um, I'm going to be smart about it. I'm going to continue to play hard and uh, finish my checks and, and, and be physical. But um, you know, I've I've moved on. What about
0: as a team trying to string two performances together? Because it really hasn't happened yet.
2: Uh, yeah, that's that's what we're looking to do tomorrow. Um, you know, it's been a little inconsistent, so we're looking to. Um, you know get to our game and 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 play that same type of way that that we played in in game two games of two and four and um yeah looking to go into vegas and and play a solid game
0: was it just a desperation like you know you see that in two
2: and four is that yeah yeah the urgency i think was there um you know you can see with our team i think when we when we pressure team and pressure teams um you know we're we're tough tough group to handle so um, looking to do that tomorrow.
1: The contributions up and down the lineup, like Nick getting a goal last night, Newtral and getting off to score. How big is that? Because not, not it's not all on, on the top guys now to do it. Those guys are chipping in.
2: Yeah, you need that. You're not going to win any other way. Um, you know, our, our, our bottom guys have done an amazing job all year, and, and, and especially in the playoffs here, coming up with, with big time goals for us and, and important moments. So, um, yeah, you, you, you need that throughout throughout a run.
0: What did you think of home Slapper, and what did you know about his shot before you were his teammate?
2: Yeah, I've seen this. I've seen it a couple of times. <laughs> um, you know, he, he seems to have that dialed in pretty good. So, uh, obviously, a fantastic shot.
1: Maybe without Darnell tomorrow. Um, just a thought on, on you know just trying to pick up the slack if he's not
2: around. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't think we should be without him, <laughs> but. Um, you know if that is the case then someone else will step in and, and do a great job uh you know that's that's why we have depth that's why we have guys stepping up and and, and take taking on those roles
1: Skinner said he Darnell was the best player on that may have been the best game he's ever played like
2: yeah he he was he was an absolute beast last night um you know he does a lot of a lot of things for us that that go unnoticed maybe to 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 the public or the outside but um you know we value him and um You know, he's a huge part of of our decor, of our our team, our leadership group. And, um, you know, obviously a a, a big key, big big guy in our group.
1: Darnell Nurse, uh, if you missed it, uh, the NHL has upheld his automatic one-game suspension for uh, getting an instigator in the uh, final five minutes of the game. Um, even after review, I'll be honest. I'm a little surprised. I didn't think that was a, like a obvious instigator penalty, especially when Stone on Vegas says, "Hey, uh, Hag had asked him to fight off the uh, off the previous face-off." Right? Nurse today said Hag had asked him to fight a few times. When Nurse was skating in there, Hag saw him coming. Hag's gloves were off. So did Nurse travel the distance? Yes. So, um, you know, we got a lot of text. Hey, Nurse should have done. I don't believe Darnell Nurse. Thought that was going to be whistled as an instigator penalty. Right? When the instigator penalty in the final five minutes of the game was, was instituted, it was basically put in to protect players who didn't want to fight from guys who did. Basically, it was like, you can't get jumped as you're a non willing participant. Well, Haig was very much a willing participant. He'd asked him to fight earlier. His gloves were off before nurses were off. How can you, like, that's not what the rule was put in place for. But whatever, that's the rule. So you abide by it. Sucks for Edmonton. It sucks for Nurse. He was their best player last game. But you, uh, you know what? You, you have to find ways to, uh, to overcome adversity in the playoffs and win. It's just how it goes. So the orders, Philip Broberg will draw in. And, uh, I think Brett Kulak is, uh, is going to get in a, an increased role in game six. They got some depth. You know, it's Nurse and Kulak are better than Kulak and Broberg. I think we'd all agree. So obviously there's a there's a knock there. Petrangelo is getting suspended, so make no mistake. So and if Petrangelo is out, it's just a matter of he out one game or two games. Like I don't think they're going to give him three. I'd be stunned, but you never know. I think they're just going to take the easy out, which is one game. We'll find out in a few hours. Ben Hutton, in in the last round against Vegas, they had, uh, against Winnipeg, excuse me, Vegas had Theodore and McNabb both miss a game, and they brought in uh, Braden Pacal, formerly of the PA Raiders, and Ben Hutton. Now Hutton's a left shot, Pacall's a right shot. Now Hutton has more experience, he played more minutes in that game. If they go with Hutton, they'll have one right shot defenseman and five lefties. Or they'll go four and two with uh, with a rookie who doesn't have a boatload of experience. I think they're going to play Ben Hutton. That would just be my guess based on they played him more in the one game. He has more experience, and uh, then they'll have to, you know, Martinez most likely will have a left shot partner, and that that can impact the game for certain players when they play their offside. There's a, you know, there's there's no question about it. So we'll. Uh, We'll see where it goes uh, from here. But I think that'll be it. The advantage for Edmonton is, you know, Broberg has come in. When he's played, he's, he's been fine. Now he's played in a sheltered role. And I'll be curious if we see DeHarnay with, do you just say, okay, Broberg, we're going to play you a CC so we don't split up our other pair? They could do that. Or do you think, I think you'll see Kulak and CeCe as a pair at certain times in the game. And then you'll probably, and now Broberg and Deharnay have played together before. Granted, not a ton in the NHL. So it, it's obviously, you know, a concern for both teams. So they'll go from there. Hey, guys, can the suspension be appealed based on Stone and and challenging with the face-off? as a done deal from chat. Well, there's no appeal process. Um, Ken Holland did speak with George Peros today right, and obviously explained their side of things, You know what was said by Stone, what Nurse told them, and then they have their dis- decision because it's an automatic suspension. And so basically the appeal process is the, is the league even looking at it, which is what they did. And they ultimately decided they weren't going to rescind it. So, no, there, there's no appeal now. Essentially, the appeal was the fact that they're looking at it to see if it will get rescinded. After talking to uh, Ken Holland, the uh, the league elected not to do that. So, there you go. We'll hear from uh, Darnell Nurse in, in a second. Hey, Gregor, is Jason Demers available? Yeah, he's a right shot defenseman. They're, they're not bringing in Jason Demers. I think Philip wrote, like, why would you do that? Right, the, the guy got the one great game in San Jose. That was awesome, but um, he's a right-shot defenseman. I don't think they want to play with, um, you know, they're not going to play seven defensemen. I don't I don't think anyway. I could be wrong, but I don't see why. All right, the, the 12 forwards worked, and you just say, hey, Vegas is going to be without Petrangelo, I assume, and Edmonton's out with Nurse. And away you just line up and play. So that's what I expect they'll do. get to Connor Hallie Sports Center update brought to you by Roger Weir and his team at IG Private Wealth Management helping business owners and professionals build, protect and enjoy your wealth. Earn more now and call Roger and his team at 780-998-4119.